me through hell, Stella. Stella. What's up? Yo. <laughs> I got nothing today. Hello, <laughs> welcome to what is it? The is this? Yeah, episode forty-one of the Ticket to the Max Movie Podcast. I'm Ooh. your host, as always, the John skinned Simpsons kin Max Derrett in the hood. Ooh, that rhymes. <laughs> Yes, that's the intro I've been using for my, my stuff on Honey Badger Radio, which you guys should also be viewing over on that channel. Subscribe, like it. Okay, okay. I really don't want to talk right now in case you guys can hear my phone going off. What's happening? I'm totally prepared. Anyways, joining me as always for this particular episode, she's been with me since the beginning, always adding very enlightened discussion to uh, the stuff that we talk about on this show. She is pun master. She is just semantics. Sam, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm recovering after a cold, so if I sound very oh, weird, yeah. uh, that is why. And I will do my best not to sniffle into the mic. <laughs> uh, you sound okay, actually. Yeah. I yeah, I completely forgot. You know, from yesterday to today, that's the thing about me. I can barely even remember things that happened seven and a half seconds ago, <laughs> com- compared to an entire twenty-four hours ago. Right. But uh, I'm glad that you're starting to feel a little bit better. Uh, mm. you, I mean, you sound okay. Yeah, that's um, good. Anyways, uh, we're not here to talk about our health afflictions. We are here to talk about movies, which are often a distraction from the things that cause us great ter- cause us great turmoil in our lives. Well, yeah, they and were we- a great comfort to me when I was actually feeling very ill. So, oh yeah, did you watch what movies did you watch? I watched Usual Suspects, and mm. I started watching. I don't know some. It was whatever was suggested after usual net, uh, suspects on Netflix. So whatever that was, I fell halfway to sleep through. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well, I, it was, well, it was just I some mean, like, like usual, crime drama. Usual, yeah, usual suspects is always a good idea, no matter what. It's one of the greatest films ever mm. created, especially one of the greatest films ever written. Probably one of the greatest twist endings. Oh, I watched The Conjuring uh, Two as well this weekend. The Conjuring as well, or The Conjuring 2? The Conjuring 2. I don't know if The Conjuring oh. as well is a movie, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> um, no, The Conjuring 2, which... Um, I'm not the biggest fan of horror movies, but that's mostly because I haven't seen a lot of them, but this one was very well done. Definitely mm. got me a few times with some scares, uh, and, but it was, it, was, it was a really good movie. It was well shot, well cut together, well paced. And so I, I enjoyed it after the fact. Not during, but it's one of those ones that I thought back on. I was like, I liked it. I'm not going to watch it again, but I liked it. Well, nobody really enjoys horror films. I mean, like, especially ones that get scared by horror films. Nobody mm. really enjoys them while they're watching. It's that's usually true. when they when they're freed. That's when they feel euphoric and they're like, oh, my God, life is good again. <laughs> exactly. Although I, I wouldn't know that experience because horror movies don't scare me. But mm. Let's uh, talk about some uh, movie news that's sort of come out over the last week or so, mm-hmm. as we do on this particular show. So, uh, Sam, you suggested this story to me. I can't believe I didn't come upon it before you suggested it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, uh, actor Ryan Reynolds, who is currently filming the sequel to Deadpool right now, released a couple of pictures on his uh, social media this past week. Mm-hmm. And they're of one of the characters that is going to be appearing in Deadpool 2. Uh, ever since the first Deadpool, uh, if you stayed to the very end of the uh, credits, uh, where there was an in-credit scene, Deadpool promised us that we would be seeing a very popular X-Men character named Cable. Mm-hmm. And there's always been rumors up uh, ever since February of 2016 as to who ca- who's going to play Cable, what would he look like. Well, 
we finally got a couple of pictures to give us insight into what we're going to be getting. Yeah. And uh, Ryan Reynolds posted them. And Sam, what did you think? Do you think that Josh Brolin looks like Cable? And do you think he's going to be able to capture the essence of the character? I think he looks like, which is what they've been doing with a lot of comic book heroes for the most part. I think Deadpool is probably an exception because he is so crazy in his looks and his manners that it sort of goes together. But they've essentially taken the Cable from the comics and mashed him up into a more realistic looking character hmm. that I really enjoy. Um, but I think he looks really cool. He definitely has all of the big landmarks, trademarks of Cable. He's got the eye, the mechanical eye, the arm, of course. He's got a bunch of pouches on him, which the creator of the character, Rob Leefield, is Liefeld, thank you, is known for and sort of began this movement or helped to begin this movement uh, in the comics of characters sort of showing where they got all of their weapons from instead of just sort of this magical this black hole in the, on their back where they pulled all these crazy weapons out of to actually mm. give superheroes more realism, I guess. So I really enjoy his look. He looks really cool. And of course, everybody's talking about the teddy bear, but what did you think, Max? Oh, I, I don't know what the uh, teddy bear is all about. I just noticed that right before we started the show. I was like, how did I noti- not notice Cable holding a teddy bear? Do you know okay. anything about that? Yeah. Um, well, it's... Oh, sorry. I, th- I thought you were... Never mind. I'm all over the place. These pain meds. Okay. Um, the, well, the rumor is that there's like two sort of floating theories. One is, which fans really want to believe in, is that it's an homage or maybe even a plot point reference to Hope Summers, who is the girl that Cable sort of protects in the comics. I've only really read a couple of Cable comics, but she's basically this redhead ex or mutant who I think is like the last mutant and she's supposed to because of a prophecy I'm probably butchering this story bring about the saving of humanity and mankind and so he travels through time uh, protecting her keeping her from the people that are going after her so that they the internet is rumored and they, they think that that's probably what it is but the other side of it is it's just something for fans to latch on to uh, mm. just to talk about and maybe draw attention away from some of the very minor inaccuracies that I've read about with the co- costume. But yeah, I, I don't think it's a, it's going to have any sort of huge weight in the Deadpool film. Yeah, when it comes to s- story consistencies, uh, yeah, when it comes to the Fox films, they haven't really been that good with it. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's kind of what made me hate their guts for about a decade until they started making films like Deadpool, like Logan, like X-Men, Days, Days of Future Past. As far as my opinion on the pictures, yeah, I think they look great. Josh Brolin, he, like, I mean, I was kind of pulling for Stephen Lang, just like everybody on the internet was, to play Cable because I thought he was born to play that role. But, mm-hmm. you know, I honestly... Josh Bolin, I'm just fine with the casting. I'm really curious, though, to see how he's going to play comedically off of uh, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool, because I don't believe I've ever seen Josh Brolin in a comedic role. I mean, like you, the, the roles that I think of are roles like, what, No Country for All Men, Old right. Boy. Um, yeah, I can't think of uh, other ones. Out, but, you, you know, he's always been pegged as that heavily dramatic guy. Right. Well, I think um, Cable's more of a deadpan character anyways compared to Deadpool's insanity right. all over the place. So I think it'll work well. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. he'll be deadpan. I'm just saying, like, I wonder how he's going to make that deadpan work in contrast mm. with the zaniness of Deadpool. But I'm sure it, it'll work just fine. I mean, they got the guy from John Wick directing this film, and that movie was awesome. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and just in terms of how he looks, he looks great. He has the eye. He has the flat top. Low-key, I, I was still kind of pulling for Kira Knightley 
Yeah. You know, to play this role. Because, uh, you know, ever since uh, he suggested it at the end of the first Deadpool, uh, it just it just seemed like destiny. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm still very excited for Deadpool. I believe it comes out early next year. Mm-hmm. I, I In what, like February or something? Or March? I, I can't remember. Yeah, uh, I think it's almost like a year after the first one. Yeah. Or two years? Two years. Two years, yeah. yeah. Very, very small turnaround time. That's what happens when you shrink your budgets, Hollywood. Yeah. Anyways, it says moving June, on to- Sorry, just, I just scrolled down. It says June 1st, so I guess just a little over two years. Ah, shit. Okay. I was just hoping maybe we could get Deadpool and Black Panther in the same month. That'd be so dope. Mm-hmm. No, you got to okay. spread out the spending. This, this is works for my pocketbook. I like this. <laughs> well, speaking, speaking of uh, Black Panthers, you know, animals that are predominantly from the continent of Africa. Hey. Segway <laughs> hey, City see? over here. <laughs> yes, I'm getting so much better. See, I, this is me compensating because you're not feeling that well today. So Thank you. Very anticipating, very much anticipating this remake of The Lion King that's coming out very soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Interestingly enough, because, you know, when people think of remakes to classic films, a lot of people tend to be quite apprehensive, especially, and I I would consider that trend to continue, especially with a film like The Lion King, which in a lot of people's estimation is the greatest animated film of all time. Mm -hmm. However... Just with the talent that they have attached to this movie, and considering the fact that it's going to sort of follow the same visual style as last year's The Jungle Book, I can't help but be excited. And speaking of talent, we're going to be talking about some of the voice castings that have been made for this film. Um, And we've got several of them. Um, So, classic character of Rafiki, you know, the wise monkey that uh, advises the, the king of Pride Rock. Rafiki, he is going to be voiced by an actor named John uh, Caney, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. This is coming from The Rap. And uh, for those of you who don't know who John Caney, speaking of Black Panther as well, (laughs) uh, he played the father of Black Panther and Captain America Civil Civil War Mm -hmm. uh, very briefly when he was in that movie. Um, I can't remember what his voice sounds, but just as long as you can do it quite animated as the original guy who voiced Rafiki in the 1993 film, I'll be just fine with that. Yeah. Um, we also got uh, Alfre, Alfre, I don't know, Alfre Woodard uh, playing Sarabi, which is, of course, Simba's mother. This is coming out of The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, for those of you who don't know, also, a Mar- she was in a couple of Marvel properties. She was in Captain America Civil War as well as the woman who uh, blamed Tony Stark for her do- uh, her son's death in Sokovia. Mm-hmm. And she also played uh, that one role in Luke Cage, the name of the actress, uh, the name of the character, I can't remember. Um, right. Uh, got, Mariah Dillard, I think. Mariah Dillard, yes, yeah. thank you. Um, I can't remember where this particular story came from and whether or not it's confirmed, but uh, nevertheless, I love this particular casting. Mm-hmm. But wanting to see who's going to be playing the character of Scar. Yeah, for know, those of you who don't people, remember, Sarabi is um, the wife of. Yeah, I, I said that. Oh, did you? Oh, sorry. I'm in and out today. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Um, yeah, so uh, in respect to the character of Scar, a lot of people were wondering if Jeremy Irons is going to play, play him again, especially mm-hmm. because James Earl Jones is coming back to play Mufasa. Maybe to get his brother to, uh, you know, to continue that tradition. Right. Uh, but apparently not. But it's okay because they got an equally and maybe in some respects superior actor to replace him. She would tell Ejiofor, mm-hmm. who I love i love this guy whether you're talking about 
his performance in 12 Years a Slave, which I believe you should have won the Oscar for, mm-hmm. uh, or his performance in Serenity, or his performance as Baron Mordo and Doctor Strange. This guy just kicks ass, and if you listen to the way that he speaks, he has a very smooth, uh, yet intimidating voice that I believe will be perfect for the character of Scar. And finally, this one's interesting, uh, coming out of Variety, apparently, Beyonce, yes, the Beyonce, Knowles, Queen Bay. Is, Queen Bay is going to be playing the role of Nala. And oh. on top of that, on top of that, she is also supposedly writing new music for The Lion King. Mm. Now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before I give my thoughts on that particular element of the story, Sam, uh, just after you have a good cough, <laughs> uh, tell me what your thoughts are on this particular story. Well,. I mean, I'm excited for all of these voice actors generally. I mean, especially, honestly, I really love John Oliver. Not a lot of people, well, a lot of people love him, but sometimes he's hit or miss. But he's voicing Zazu, who is the advisor <sighs> bird. Um, yeah, Chicken, it's perfect. I think. And it's, it's such a, yeah, it's such a fantastic, because he's such a neurotic character. And John Oliver mm. just plays that so well. Uh, generally, I I'm really excited for all of these these actors. Uh, Seth Rogen, Pumbaa is going to be you know of course that's going to be a good. It's going to be Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. It's not going to be Pumbaa, but mm. that's fine just because he has such a distinctive voice. And of course, I've been hyped for Donald Glover being Simba ever since that was announced. And oh totally, I I, I have mixed feelings about Scar. I really like Jeremy Irons. I mean that may just be because I grew up with listening to him as as you did as well. But I, if they had to replace him, I'm, I'm very happy with the choice that they've made. And then I've actually, this is the first I'm hearing of the Beyonce rumors. But I'm Oh, okay, really? Yeah, I'm okay with her playing the voice. I think she's got a very nice voice. Of course, she sings with it. But I'm not okay with the new songs. They did, they did, yeah. they did okay with the new songs in my books as far as Beauty and the Beast. But there was like an extended version at one point where Disney renews their licenses every 10 years of the lion king that added quote-unquote new songs or cut songs from the original and they weren't good so no no they weren't i think it's it's very hard to replace an elton john classic uh and she has such a very different style than him i just feel that if they try to keep his and the original score and then mix in hers it'll just sound like it's trying too hard to be contemporary and it should just be classic so that would be my concern with it. Maybe she's just doing lyrics. Maybe she's just providing the voice for mm. the singing. We don't know, but I am mildly concerned about that now because the music in that film is so good and it's just very compact and it, it does what it needs to do and it gets out. It doesn't drag it out. And I feel like by adding new songs, one, it'll drag out the runtime, which they try to do for live actions, quote unquote, which this isn't a live action in my book, but that's a different story. But yeah, right. that's that's my biggest concern. As far as the voice acting, though, even with her as Nala, potentially, I'm I'm on board. I really enjoy this. I'm going to miss Jeremy Irons a little bit, but I think once I get into it, get into the new the new actor for Scar, I think it'll it'll just really it'll it'll fly. It'll be well. It'll go well. Yeah, you know what? I I, I would think that Beyonce would understand that there's a rhyme and reason to the wild outdoors. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know what but, you're saying. It, yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, in respect to Beyonce, yes, of course I'm fine with her voicing. Um, I I would even be okay. Actually, I think I might be more than okay if she were to do her own rendition of 
like, can you feel the love tonight? Yeah. Or the circle of life. Yeah. Because I, I think that just her talents as a vocalist, she can really bring something powerful to that as long as she's not trying to go all over the place like mm-hmm. like a pop star, right? Right. If she's going to be writing new music for this movie, it has to be like the greatest song ever written. Because to be able to stack up and fit organically into a retelling of The Lion King, that's a nearly impossible task. Mm-hmm. Right? So I don't think no matter what Beyonce does, she is she's not going to be able to write anything as classic and as uh, eternal as what Elton John did for those movies. Right. So she's sort of uh, fighting a losing battle. But if she can provide music new music that isn't distracting but just sort of flows organically and nobody gives a second thought to with this movie i would have mm-hmm. considered that I, I would consider that a huge success right yeah I, i'd be down more for her like you say to do the singing for especially can you feel love tonight because that is a duet between simba and nala and and also potentially some <laughs> other areas what it's a duet between simba and nala can you feel the love tonight <laughs> I'm actually, I don't think I've ever heard, oh, wait, no, Donald Glover is a rapper. I guess he does sing. But I, I always think of him as an actor first, and then I forget that he's also a singer. <laughs> Can you imagine a duet between Beyonce and Child Gambino? Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> It'd be good. It'd be very, I mean, if they're going to take it and run with it, I, I'd watch it once. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I, I, I might, I, 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 I don't know what I would do if something like that would happen. <laughs> I, I might, uh. I might travel down to Disney Studios and uh, defecate on their lawn. Anyways, moving <laughs> on to the next story. Uh, speaking of Disney, we... Uh, Are we always at this point? Don't they just own the world? Yeah, well, I mean, like, they have a reason to own the world. Mm-hmm. Because they continuously produce quality content, at least in my eyes. Mm-hmm. So, Star Wars Episode Nine. I can't believe we're talking about Star Wars Episode Nine when we still have a lot to talk about in respect to Star Wars Episode Eight coming out in four months. But a lot of people have sort of been losing their... Uh, shit, for lack of a better term, online regarding this particular story. So, a report came out of The Hollywood Reporter that Star Wars Episode Nine is being quote-unquote rewritten. Mm-hmm. It's being rewritten by a writer named Jack Thorne, who has been attached to several British comedy TV shows, as well as the upcoming movie um, called, what is it? I believe it's called Wonder. Yeah. Uh, it features Jacob Tremblay, um julia roberts owen wilson i saw the trailer for it it it, it looks like a pretty heartfelt uh, movie i'm very intrigued to see it Mm -hmm. um but a lot of people are saying like just being hysterical wondering oh my god what does this mean was the original script for episode nine just so bad that they they're doing a page one rewrite (laughs) and uh i gotta reassure people uh, that aren't so um well-versed in the business of making movies. Um, I, I mean, like, Sam and I, comparatively speaking, uh, to the majority of the population, I'd say we have some decent experience when it comes to making films and understanding how they're made. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie, it, there's, in my opinion, I mean, Sam may have a different opinion from me, mm-hmm. but in my opinion, there's nothing to be worried about here. Yeah. The reason why this film is being rewritten is because, like, this has been happening ever since The Force Awakens. Michael Arndt, who wrote Little Miss Sunshine, wrote the first draft of the Star Wars The Force Awakens. Then it was passed on to J.J. Abrams. And then it was passed on to Lawrence Kasdan. They had three writers on that script. And the final product, at least in my opinion, was a great movie. Yeah. And the same thing happens a lot of times when it comes to 
scripts that are passed around Hollywood, especially high-profile scripts. They have script doctors. They have people that look into these movies and try to make them copacetic, especially if they're franchise movies and sequels, so that they are copacetic with films that came before. And on top of that, we unfortunately had the passing of the late Carrie Fisher. Mm -hmm. And from all reports that I've been reading is that the character of General Leia was going to have an even bigger part in Episode 9 compared to uh, Episode 8 and Episode 7. So... Needless to say, that's going to cause a rewrite. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what they're doing, but I, I consider the fact that, you know, the, the script's been done for so long. Uh, they, they already sort of finished wrapping on episode eight. I, I assume all they're going to be doing in respect to this script is just editing out the Carrie Fisher character and maybe just smoothing the edges a little bit. Aside from that, I don't think it's going to drastically change the plot points of uh, Ray's story, of Kylo Ren's story, of Luke's story, if he survives, mm-hmm. uh, Poe Dameron, or Finn. I, I think everything's going to be just fine. Although, Sam, do you have a different opinion to me? Uh, I would like to say yes to make the podcast more interesting, but no, I completely yeah. agree with what you're saying. I'm not concerned at all. We've gone through this at least twice now with these Star Wars films, as you mentioned. And especially with Carrie Fisher's passion- passing, it does a- it makes sense that they would get someone else in and i mean plus the people who have been working on this script the director and the other writers have been so involved in it that they're too close to it now which for those of you who maybe don't work in the creative industry basically means that you've worked on it so much that it's your baby and every part of it means so much to you you can't cut anything so it's Mm -hmm. always good to get a fresh perspective and i've never watched anything that jack thorne has done but he seems like a talented writer and potentially i guess script editor i don't think this is a page one rewrite i think They've got some probably really solid backbone that they're working off of, and they're just going to basically hack away at the parts that, excuse me, General Leia was in. And I'm not concerned. They also have, they're not set to start shooting until January of next year, so they have at least four months to finish the script, and that's plenty of time. Oh, yeah, that's that's tons of time, especially... Like it's it's more than enough time, even for a Star Wars movie. Right. Uh, although you guys might have different opinions, obviously just leave your thoughts and comments in the comment section below. We'd love to uh, hear if there's any information that we may have missed that might cause for greater worry. Mm-hmm. But at this moment, I'm not worried. I'm still tremendously excited for Star Wars Episode Eight. I think that movie's going to kick all kinds of ass, and I'm sure Colin Trevorrow is going to do Episode Nine justice. Mm-hmm. Now. Moving on to the final story that I have written. I can't believe we're going through this so quickly. I guess uh, I guess this works out in your favor because after we're done, I'm sure you're just going to down a whole bunch of cough drops and uh, yep. maybe some NyQuil, uh, <laughs> also, also known as Max's best friend. Uh, so let's talk about this uh, movie that I didn't know anything about. I, I never even heard of it until a few days ago. Mm-hmm. But I'm very it's excited Good- about it now. Yeah, I, I'm very excited about it too. So the character of uh, Winnie the Pooh. Oh. Uh, such a part yeah, of my childhood. Yeah, such a part of my... I, I was watching that original film when I was like four. Yeah. I, I read all the books. Um, like, my dad, he loves collecting Eeyore memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's... It's... Winnie the Pooh has been such a staple in the lives of families, especially across the Western world, but globally as well. Mm-hmm. And... I never really considered the possibi- like the possibility of the creation of Winnie the Pooh as being a potential uh, movie one day. Oh, but really? I, yeah, no. Well, I I never really thought about it, but now that I this the concept of this movie has come to my attention, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, why hasn't this been done sooner? I'm so fascinated by this concept. So, yeah. a few days ago, 
trailer came out for this movie called Goodbye Christopher Robin, and it essentially tells the story of A.A. Milne. That's the name of the guy that wrote the uh, yes. Winnie the Pooh, right? Yeah, A.A. Milne and uh, his son Christopher Robin and uh, how the the concept of Winnie the Pooh came together during World War II, I believe it was, World or War World War One. World War One. Yeah. thank you. And it, just even with the trailer and just the two minutes and 30 seconds that were in it, I was just utterly fascinated by the potential drama that this movie can provide a family drama, just the psychological effects of fame on a little child, uh, how something so tremendously beloved by millions worldwide can cause so much stress uh, upon those that created it, uh, the, the, the problem of fame. It's just, it's so fascinating. And it, it also helps the fact that, you know, you got Margot Robbie playing the wife in this movie, which is always good, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But, uh, yeah... I just I can't wait for this movie now. I, I assume that this movie is going to get like tons of awards consideration. Um, Sam, what did you think of the trailer? I think it, it looks fantastic. I really love the actor who is playing A. A. Milne, who's Dom Domnall Gleeson. Domnall Gleeson, yeah, he's the man. He's a fantastic actor. He's been in a bunch of different things like Ex Machina, About Time, The Revenant, Black Mirror. Revenant, Mere. yeah. It's <clears throat> Excuse me. He's 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 a very talented actor, of course, as you said, Margot Robbie. The kid seems like he looks the part. I mean, I feel like he's more of a child actor, stereotypically, where he'll just sort of say the lines and there won't be a bunch of emotion behind it, which is very difficult to get with child actors as they're inexperienced. But I think he'll do the role justice. And it's been a story that I've always been interested in, just having mm. learned sort of the backstory of he wrote the book basically to educate the public about experiences in world war one in sort of a backhanded kind of way and how he used it to cope with his own ptsd which you see a bit of in the trailer mm-hmm. and I, I like the connection between the father and the son where the son sort of pulls his dad back from reality and into fantasy which is a safe escape for him in a, in a time where ptsd wasn't i don't even know if it was acknowledged as anything or if it was probably yeah it was probably just even be called like a coward like if you if you had effects of the war but no i I think it looks really good it definitely looks beautiful it reminds me a lot of saving mr banks which was Mm. a film that came out about the mary poppins creation great film yeah it's really really enjoyable i think there are definitely obvious peaks and valleys of this one i mean of course we see he was popular, he went off to war, he comes back, is suffering, his son helps him, they become popular for the story, there's some drama about between the wife and the husband about the fame of the child, and then I think at the end, they eventually, the dad realizes that the kid is most important. But I don't think that's something he ever lost, I think it's more the mom that is led astray by the fame than the mm. father, but it, it seems like a really enjoyable movie. I didn't, like you, know that it was coming out at all, so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it now. Yeah, you know, coming towards the end of the year, I, I don't think that we've had a better film come out this year than Logan. I'm just thinking to myself, oh my God, is this going to be the first time that we're going to have a comic book movie nominated for Best Picture? But then I see a trailer for this and I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's right. We still have four more, well, roughly four more months left in this year. Yeah, we have prime Oscar of, season. <laughs> yeah, and I can't wait to see what this movie's all about. Mm-hmm. This, in particular, you know, I've uh, I've always heard of this film called Finding Neverland that I've never seen. Oh, yeah. Um, that apparently is sort of in the same vein as this particular movie in Saving Mr. Banks, where it sort of chronicles the creation of the character of Peter Pan. Right. And I've always heard it's one of the best films, but I've, I've never 
had the chance to see it. That's the one with Johnny Depp. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. I I think it takes itself a little bit less seriously than Saving Mr. Banks. I always sort mm. of thought of that one as more of a fantasy and less of a a human drama. But it yeah, it is very much in the same vein. You could put these three together in a DVD box set, and, and no one would bat an eye. <laughs> mm. So. Yeah, I, I think it's needless to say that we're very excited for this particular project, mm-hmm. especially because we, everybody, is, including Sam and I, have such sentimentality towards the character of Winnie the Pooh. So, Sam, how would you like to finish our first podcast uh, under 30 minutes? I don't know. I guess, have you seen any good movies lately that you would like to recommend? No, I haven't had the chance to see any goddamn no, movies have for you the seen, last couple um, of weeks. Have you seen... The- no, no, before you even say it, no, I haven't seen it. No, I have not seen Dunkirk. <laughs> It's, it's, it's probably still in theaters. It's so popular. Yeah, it's it's currently, it's still in IMAX. I'll probably, hopefully, go see it tomorrow just in case, you know, something comes out where it takes it over and I can't see it with that type of experience. Right. Um, I mostly want to go see it with my dad because he's away at the moment. He's like, hey, do you want to see a movie when I come back? And he comes back tonight. Oh, well, I'm so. telling you this much. I'm, well, I was going to say, I guess if he was away longer, you could go see it. And you definitely want to see it again with him. It's, it's, I've seen it twice now. It's It's that good. All right. I promise I will see it. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of episode 41 for the Ticket to the Max Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Listen, if you liked any of the particular topics that we talked about, make sure to leave your comments down below. If you like the stuff that we talked about, if you like this particular episode, make sure to give us a like. And if you want to see more content like this, please subscribe to my channel, the Max Derrick channel. Um, I want to thank my co-host, as always, Sam, the mm-hmm. ever sick. I hope you <laughs> feel better pretty soon. Uh before we sign out, can you please tell people where they can find you online? I'm going to keep this short. YouTube, just Sam Antics. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Sammy, S-A-M-A-E-I-M. The both of us, Take It to the Max Movie Podcast, SoundCloud, and iTunes. All right. Now you go take a big gulp of water. <laughs> and you can just find me on all the various forms of social media, just at Max Jarrett. Thanks so much. And with 20 seconds left, I will say goodbye. Adios.